What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. How's it going, boys? What's up? What's up? I guess remember Garby, that. You're, you're kind of creepy right now. I know what's with your blue light glasses. How's like how's real summer garb? You're like all you're not no more uh, no more summer school, right? That's right. It's busy. It doesn't you know, but we play golf. Nothing yeah, to did. complain about. Not well for me this weekend. You had a, you had a fantastic round, an 80, 86 maybe. Yes, I did. Love that. I love that. All right, fantastic. Um, yeah, we played a lot of golf. Um. Played nine with John King on Saturday. Good course. Love love Sanford Country Club. We're definitely down to go back. Uh, We played a match, John and his girlfriend Amber, against me and you, which is like you and John, and then me and Amber. So um, not that I should be proud of this because Amber has played significantly less golf than I have. Uh, but I, I, uh, I won, I won that matchup and, uh, I think you beat out John too in the front nine, right? Nice. Yeah. Are you guys yeah playing we won. Combined. Yeah, yeah. Or were you just playing? Yeah. Like we, best, yeah, yeah. we did score. Q. Yeah, we did Q. Yeah, we did Q. We came out loud. <clears throat> came out loud. It was a good course. Um, I liked the, uh, part three on eight. I think it was that kind of comes down on the hill. You that love was a good huge. part you had three. A, you had a nasty, nasty tee shot off the. I did. I think I was three feet from the hole, and yeah. I missed the birdie putt. Yeah, Shit, that, dude. Was, that was tough. <laughs> That's I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna bring that part up. I was just gonna say great That's hole. Okay. Great hole. Great hole it was fantastic. Um, That's cool. Amber almost got hit by a golf ball. I found out. What on? Uh, yeah. Was it like inadvertent? Was it like the other people like shouldn't have been shooting? Like. Well, yeah. People think three feet putts, three foot putts are easier than they are. Three feet's not not a short distance. No, it's not. You got to practice them. No, yeah. um, not a short distance. So we were we were off the green, and we were two. We were like right near our carts. And like they, we were far enough where I would probably hit, to be honest. So it's just she, but it went past her face. Yeah. So it was a lively, lively day at the golf course. Um, do you but, remember the time? Was it me? I almost hit you and Baruti. Oh, dude. So, yeah, that was on the 18th like hole of Bangor. First time we golfed. Yeah, I don't know why we went up, but we yeah. went up as you were driving because we went into the woods. And you hit one and went through our golf cart yeah. like, in front of our faces. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I think it was an iron shot. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember like I, I like, sent one zing in it, like literally almost hit you guys, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> well, not that we don't want to keep entertaining you with this riveting conversation. Um, R.I.P. Bill Russell has to be said. Yep. Uh, Celtics Bill legend. Uh, I'm thinking we'll do an episode on Bill Russell. Like I feel like he deserves like a full. That'd be good, dude. Honestly, his his yeah. life and career was like yeah, Bill. Really Bill Russell's a savage. Like he's a savage. People just honestly don't talk about Bill Russell enough. Like when you're thinking about like like current events history, it's like modern day history. Like it, yeah. It, he's like pretty, pretty relevant. Um, and so been watching a bunch of like his highlight reels, um, bunch you know a bunch of his stuff from the first civil rights movement, pretty much. Um, and it's pretty cool, man. He's. He's awesome. He's also like I feel like that the old timers, Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you run into those old timer, uh, you know, NBA fans. Maybe like their their prime of watching NBA was like a little bit past, yeah, you know, Bill Russell, but like kind of before Jordan and whatnot. And they're just like they're like, oh, hmm. Bill Russell's the best. And like, hey, there's an argument for that. He certainly yeah. has some championships, yeah, um, for sure. Celtic, obviously, super relevant to this podcast for that that reason, but arguably just relevant to. The NBA for sure, but like kind of America. Like I did a lot of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. first, first ever black African American coach. coach. I was just gonna say, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, R.I.P. Bill Russell. Shout out to his family. We know you guys listen. Um. Happy to have any of you on the podcast. Uh. But we should do a full episode on him because he definitely deserves a. That, that a should nice... be our next one. <clears throat> yeah. 
that deserves a nice summary. One of us can do one portion, like basketball off the court, stuff like that. So, um, anything else? I'm trying to think. Is any any other big New England news? Anything else to talk about here before we jump into some topics here? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. New England based. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, awesome, awesome. Are you t- speaking of? All right, <laughs> like I feel like you're needling me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? I'm not needling anything. All right, dude. everyone. I'm not elephant in the room. My truck is fucked. Big old elephant. I'm sorry. The mood's just down. And so I just want the people to feel it with us. Yeah. I just want them to feel it with us. My truck really? is fucked. I got hit over the 4th of July weekend. Got rear-ended. Was going to need a new bumper and a new tailgate door. And like knew there was some stuff going on with the back, but didn't think it was that bad. Took this long to get an appointment. Got in the call from the adjuster today. The truck is totaled. Wow. Honestly, it's this just absolutely so- devastating. So I'm sorry I can't really bring the fire for you guys, but I feel like once hey, we get going, maybe a little bit, my mind will get preoccupied. I'll hey, I think that that truck deserves to be called out. From great, great truck, it great was a truck, great awesome. truck, dude. She was, she was even a year old. Was that candy white? I don't know. It yeah, was good though. Cut down in the prime good. of her life. Wow. Oh man. The all terrain, beautiful oh, tires. Love the tires. Honestly, think to drive on clouds is fucking nuts. It's crazy. Remember that time you just drove it straight out to the ocean at Plymouth? Turned around, oh, came yeah. back. Yep. <laughs> People three, didn't know it was a three point amphibious turn. vehicle. <laughs> That's cool. Honestly, <clears throat> it's that aggressive summer driving, man. You know what I mean? Well, was that like stop? You know when like traffic, you're yeah. stop and go, and then it first starts to let up, and so you get yeah. like bigger gaps, and people trying like yeah. they have a little bit more liberties, and so it was kind of at that point. I mean, she hit me going pretty good, but the car was driving, so you would not yeah. have. I would not have guessed mm. that it was totaled, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Damn, it's that it's that summer driving. This whole area, like, it's really like from. South Shore, like honestly, all the way up through Southern Maine, it's just like the traffic gets nuts, and it's just like it's a place to be in the summer. Yeah, driving on the highway is just miserable. If anybody who's like not from New England, like literally, there's a small stretch of there's a small stretch of of New England, obviously, that you can go from essentially like around my hometown in Biddeford, Maine through new hampshire for like 20 minutes and then into massachusetts down to boston in like i don't know an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes and so you hit all three states and you're in all three states for like 20 something minutes and that whole stretch of highway just gets chalked up it's just like chalked up and so honestly like going north on friday or saturday is miserable going south on like Sunday, even Monday, sometimes it's it's freaking miserable, and so I don't know why it's it's really hit me this year. But yeah, obviously you got caught up in some sort of traffic like that in, in Plymouth, and that fucking sucks. But I'm glad that we talked about it. A little bit of podcast therapy. Everybody can mourn with us. People know the New England Social Boys for bringing the funny, bringing the fire. We need yeah. you to be here it's a little bit of a need as episode. well, listeners. You know what I mean? Is what yep. it is, dude. Well, hey, R.I.P. Nick's truck. Which brings me to another dumpster fire, the Red Sox. I don't follow much baseball, but I know the Red Sox aren't doing too hot. I'll tell you that right now. I will say this. I will say this. I almost bet on them yesterday, and they had a great comeback yesterday. So maybe this is the turning point. But do you boys want to comment on the Red Sox? Because good Lord knows I can. I just know that they blow this year. I did bet on them uh, last week when Pavetta pitched against the Indians. And I actually won that bet. But besides that, the Red Sox suck, dude. They're garbage. And I will say, if you roll the tape back when we did our MLB episode, I said that they were probably going to be in fourth place, and you guys wagged your finger at me. And they're well, the season's not over yet. So let's remember where we were at last season at this point. You were hot on the game. Sox coming in, though, Garb, right? Like, you were super hot. You they were gonna no, be I just thought – I didn't think they would be terrible. I, I predicted them to be first. Yeah. <laughs> no, not terrible. AKA first place. I, I thought it would be a much tighter um, AL East than it is. Yeah. Oh my lord. I put Toronto. I remember I put Toronto fourth. I'm pretty sure I went Boston, Tampa, New York, Toronto, Baltimore. But yeah, the Red Sox are pretty bad. They're starting pitching, right? I mean, yeah. Sale. For sale, what did he have? One start or two? 
Isn't, he, he, had, isn't like, he garbage now? Well, he got injured again. He got injured on a freak. Um, it was on a freak injury where I think that there was like a line drive hit to him. And who they was like, the, they like um, hit him in the hand or something. I think it was something in the hand. Who was the pitcher that like everybody in Boston fucking hated, but like he won a champ? He like won the champion, the last championship here with us. He was like the other David Price. Champion. David, David Price. Price. Yeah, yeah. Man, the David Price days. I miss those days. Those were funny. Of him playing really Fortnite. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. That was in the thick of the Fortnite days. People, yeah. again, if you're not from Boston, like and maybe it's like this in every major sports town, but Boston just has wild sports talk radio. Like wild sports talk radio. Wildly entertaining and just like, it's just like any Boston fan, right? Like they win a game, it's like, all right, you know, we'll see what happens. If they lose a game, it's like, fuck it, A. Like this team's in the, you know, is garbage. They're never coming back. Might as well quit, whatever. And so um, I just remember during that time, like I was living down in Boston and they just like, because David Price was so sensitive and like Boston's the worst place. He to always play. responded. Always yeah, if responded. you're a sensitive player, like honestly, don't come to Boston because no. it's just never going to work out. It won't. You could be the best player in the league anywhere. And I'll still say if you're really that sensitive, don't come to Boston because it's just to 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 not get absolutely trashed, you have to be like one of the best players who have ever come to Boston, right? Like if you're not Tom Brady, even if you're a good David player, Ortiz, dude, and like you you have a, a bad stretch, the fans are gonna let you know, and it's like true, they're yeah, very much what have you done for me lately kind of place. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that there are some of those people who get to a certain respect level, like you know Paul Pierce, yeah. oh, like yeah, I mean, I mean, where it's like you you would need here. to do some pretty bad shit for Boston not to love you. But if you're not at that level, then yeah, like you're getting torn down every time, like the rest of them. And even if you are at that level, like to your point, it's not like you're getting off the hook. And David Price just, he's just one of those players that like feeds into, who gets like just feeds into the hate. Um, and it just shows how much it gets to him, which just riles Boston fans up even more. And so I just remember those are really, really good times. But yeah, the poor fucking Boston Red Sox, they suck. It's too bad. Yeah, they're really just – I mean, they honestly – it was weird because their season, to Garby's point, there is still a small chunk. I mean, it's kind of dwindling. We're talking about two months, but they did start the season very poor and then kind of like catapulted themselves into it with like – it was like just before Memorial Day to the, right. end of, at the end of June. They were like the best team in the majors, but then July was even – worse on the scales of extremes like their june was like very 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 good but their july was like borderline it was their second worst uh month in like i don't know how years the only one that was worse i remember was the uh chicken and beer september collapse with like john farrell back in like what was it like 2014 or something Mm. after they won the world series so Mm. have you guys been to a game this year no. Yes. Yeah, me too. I've been to one. Yeah. Um, two. The Sam Adams deck is just like one of the best experiences I think in like live attendance sports. Honestly, I like we we like got a bunch of like spots that like my company did when we like were all in Boston and we got a bunch of spots for up there. I was just watching the game. You're in like you know right field essentially, can whole view of the stadium, view of Boston. Like, if you're not, like, just dialed into the game, like, if it's not, like, a playoff game or something, like, where you obviously wouldn't mind being closer, fucking beautiful experience. Beer station right there, food station right there, you know, standing for sure, right? But, like, again, honestly, you ever been – if you haven't been to Fenway Park, yes, it is absolutely historical, something you should do if you come to Boston, but, like, just don't expect to be comfortable. Yeah. They need to tear it down. Yeah, especially if you're a big boy. If you're a big boy like Rich, do yeah. not expect to be comfortable. Be, expect to be all over the person next to you. All over them. No person. Unfortunately, dude, I don't know what they would do with a new stadium. Because it's just like, it is right in the center of downtown. And it's not like they can really expand outward. Well, I was, well, I'm wondering like, how much is like, how big is like Boston College's football stadium? Could they just play there for a couple of years while they build something new? Renovate it? Not ideal, but it's really about you selling tickets, right? Like, yeah, but that's also like 
in like Chestnut Hill is far enough outside of Boston proper where like people would be like, that's really annoying. Yeah. I feel like a big thing for the Sox too is it's like a classic yeah. like attraction. Like people go there like right after work, yeah. after you get out downtown. Like people are taking yeah. clients out there because you're like, oh, we can like literally just go yeah. right downtown. Like yeah. if you're talking about getting all those people, because it's like such a large amount of people too. Like if it's a singular person trying to get to Chestnut Hill on public transit or whatever, but you're talking about like changing the complete flow of traffic yeah. and that's like traveling outside of the city so you run into even more like rush hour traffic like yeah. i just foresee a lot if they were that's a good idea yeah, so but there could be some just problems. so people know what nick's talking about like if you again if you haven't been to boston if to like draw a picture fenway park is like a mile from like what is like pretty much physically the middle of boston which is like copley square area right yeah. where you have the north end to the north right south end south right brookline you know alston and you know, these towns where a lot of college kids live are all, all to the left. And then you, you have the Fenway Park area, which is just like a mile down the road from there versus like Boston College is not really in Boston. It's like kind of in a suburb of Boston. So it would be kind of a far out there, which would I, it would just be interesting because the Patriots do fine. And football is a very different sport. And the Pats have had a, just an insane amount of success over the last like 20, 20, you know, somewhat years or whatever. Yeah. Um. And and so like little different, but like they do fine. They're all the way down in Foxborough. But I, you do make a good point. I just think Darby's right. I think to a certain extent, like it's hard because it's a really historical stadium. So you, I I wouldn't want to move it. Like move it is the right answer to your question, Nick. And like move it to Southie. Move it to like I don't know, like Dorchester. One of these places that that is like kind of right now seeing a lot of like gentrification or yeah or revitalization however you want to paint that picture um but i just like things like the green monster and the old scoreboard and that's like, what it's like very it like it's, quintessential yeah. like it has that draw where like yeah. i yeah. think and i think that management and like the ownership is very conscientious of that and yeah. so i think that like they try and market that to the utmost and so it's like the people in their minds they're like we're gonna lose the draw of the people that are like, oh, like if you go and visit, Boston, you know what I mean. Like if you visit, yeah. like, like some random it's city, so damn Z, it's like the same thing with like if it's you went so to Chicago convenient. back. Like people are like, oh, you got to check out Wrigley Field, but people yeah, aren't saying right. that about the White Sox stadium. Where like I think yeah. if the Red Sox moved yeah. and had like a just a new stadium, right? You're no, like, it's it's so it, it is. It is so damn convenient to get to. If you're visiting Boston, you can walk because Boston's such a physically small city. Like you can yeah. almost walk, you can almost technically walk to it from almost anywhere. Yeah, like really. Honestly. I mean, truthfully, if you don't mind walking two miles. You can get to like eighty five percent of Boston from almost anywhere in Boston. Yeah. Um, and so it's just the the reality of the situation. I'm saying um, it to myself. Like, if it wasn't where it was, I mean, granted, I've only been to two games. I've gone to more in the past, but like that would like deter me from going to a game if it was like more inconvenient like it's very easy for me lord yeah yeah no, I, I know what you're saying like if we're like yeah. oh we got to go to dorchester or like god chestnut yeah. hill i'd be like ah like yeah when they're bad they definitely get a lot of ticket sales just from bostonians being like oh the Sox are playing like i wonder how much it is to go like yeah. you know what i mean because it's like oh it's dirt cheap because they weren't selling a lot of t- tickets great i'll just snipe a ticket great cool because it is again it is fun. Yeah, tickets are expensive. But that's that's my whole point is the Sam Adams like deck bar is the answer to your problems. You know, folks, is you know, you can be up there and have a I was thinking how we got on this tangent. I was like, what were we talking about? What started Sam this? Adams deck at Fenway Park. Well, and we're talking about the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, yeah. My so David Red, what? I was just saying Red Sox today trade uh Christian Vasquez. Did you see that? Oh no, I didn't. Yes, they they're training him to the Astros. Hard. They're training him to the Astros, which is... Yo, that's a white flag move. Yeah, I know. Team, like... I know. But they're, but And then there's also a report they're finalizing a deal to acquire Tommy Pham, outfielder. Oh, from the Angels? Oh, he's on the Reds. Or the Reds, excuse Tommy. me. Yeah. 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 So but that's that, like... Isn't he the guy good. that slapped... He used to be on the Angels because he slapped a guy... 
or punched him. Was that him? On the Angels, yeah, this year. Oh, that over, was this year? Over something from oh, I was thinking, I was thinking of the uh, Orioles player from a long time ago. Oh, the, yeah, the fantasy football ordeal. Yeah. I'm on my phone looking up Tommy Pham. Uh, and then my Google. Yeah, so I Ever that. since I got this new car, my Google Maps is going fucking Just nuts. Rub it in the car, dude. Jesus. Like, oh, ever since I got this new whip. This new car, I can't even my stop. Oh, Google yeah. Why, yeah. Why did you put that in for intros? How's the new whip? Oh, it's good, man. It's good. It's a nice little sedan. It's an Elantra. 40 yeah. miles to the gallon. It's our second car, so we didn't need anything big. Um, it's got it's got some fancy like technology to it. Love that. And yeah, you were you were saying you pretty much don't need to drive the thing, right? Well, it'll keep you in the middle of your lane. Bad. It has the lane keep it, and it's just like, dude. Like I I took my hand off the wheel. Did Elon Musk we work. start working at Hyundai? It's dude. not. It's just like a setting where it'll keep no, you in the. It's, it has to like this detect like the side lines and everything but so it doesn't always work but so anyways you, yes my google maps if you just heard that that was just going off as i was looking at tommy fan he is 34 though he's old yeah dude i mean i don't think he's very good anymore i think yeah. the red Sox should be sellers but that's just like a, a definite white flag moment because yeah to a team that's directly standing in your path were you to go on a run and get hot like For that sure. yeah. dude just if you look at their depth chart everybody's injured it's like yeah They've just, uh, what is it, three out of their five starters injured? Yeah. Well, dude, you know, I mean, was that like, was kind of the thing going into the season. Like, you knew that their offense was just going to be, like, okay, like, worst-case scenario. Like, they had a ton of talent on offense, but, like, their pitch, I meant okay in the sense that they would be, like, fine. and would be good, be, yeah. Like, they have a very good offense. But you looked at it, and you're like, what does this team need? And you're like, they need pitching. And right. they didn't. What year did they win last? Was it 18? 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't do anything. So, like, I mean, like, if you, you maybe you're in a sell mode because, like, again, right, wrong, or in between, four years, you get to the point where people are like itching for another Sox championship, and so you know maybe you're like, yeah, we better sell now because selling in two, three years is just going to be that much worse. Now, who's up for? Isn't Devers up for, or is it Bogarts? Bogarts. He's gonna. He has like a player option. That he's yeah. probably going to opt out of. That's they're saying he's and probably going to opt out. Yeah. My guess is that they will not re-sign him. Yeah. And then Devers, is he? So Devers, I think, has two more years after this Not year. A whole lot. Okay. But he's the kind of guy where, like, I mean, the longer you wait, the more you're going to have to pay him. And that's, like, yeah. clearly, like, a massive right. objective for this ownership and management group. So, yeah. Um, well, he's no, injured and he's he's injured him. right now. But I mean, dude, he's like legit like he's yeah. a, a top 10 hitter in the league for the next yeah. 15 years. Like he's just a guy where like you're the Boston Red Sox, like you should not be cheaping out especially on homegrown talent like that. Like you know he works in Boston, like there's no reason not to sign him to a, a absolute mega deal. Like I would lock him up. But Apparently they offered him something in the off season and he just kind of like laughed at it, which has kind of been like their MO since John Lester. So mm-hmm. doesn't seem super promising. Um, originally I brought up David price because it reminds me of the Kevin Durant situation. Wow. Uh, Your transitions. Dude. Chef's kiss. Dude. Right. The chef's kiss. The I mean, that one not as much because I had to bring it back up to hit the transition. But hey, yeah, you know but what? like, we'll take it. dude, we'll I mean, it up. you know, how does that remind uh, you? Almost the intro, but then like just well because because I feel like Kevin Durant. I feel like here's the thing uh, for those who don't know, Kevin Durant probably one of the you know arguably the best you know two Top players three. in the last yeah yeah the last like I don't know what fifteen years pretty much um, and he is. Just for a little bit of back, a little bit of history, he was on OKC for the longest time, uh, and uh, he was leaving OKC, and he had a lot of options. And one of the big options that he was rumored to consider was Boston. He's like one of the rare big name players that has has, has always said, "Yeah, yeah, I would I would like to play for Boston. That seems like a great idea," um, because Boston, especially in the NBA, has had this kind of mentality of like not a place free agents want to go, and so that was really exciting. The other place he was really considering was the Gold State Warriors, who had already gone, who had already won 
um, what a championship, right? One championship at the time. They had lost uh, two. Yeah, I think I they had been to was. two straight finals, and the one that they, it was yeah. when they had just lost to LeBron. Yeah, hmm. and so Kevin Durant decides to go to the Golden State Warriors, uh, much to the dismay of Bostonians at the time. And um, I think a lot of people who were huge Kevin Durant fans felt like it was kind of a soft move. Like you're going to go to a team that had already gone, already won a finals and had gone to two, uh, two other straight. And one of the guys on the team had just broken, I think his own same season three point record at the time. Well, not just um, that, like another layer was that was the season that Durant and Westbrook were up three to two in yeah. that series. I, Rich, I remember me and you actually watched like very vividly. I remember us watching game six and that was the game that in the Western Conference finals, that was the game that Clay Thompson went like absolutely bonkers. Warriors oh, win the dude, next was that two. the game he dropped like 11? threes i think yeah yeah and, um, clay thompson drops 11 threes yeah, like, in you know, one game the most murder. ever and um, so it was like the team that like he essentially right. was about to beat to go to the finals himself right not comes back knocks him out of the playoffs and then he just swaps sides so right yeah by Where, all, by whereas all you counts, could have gone right whereas you could have gone to you could have stayed or you could have gone. You could have gone to the Boston Celtics at the time. Yeah. And I think was that like a year after Brad had gotten there. Was what year was that? No, I think that was like a. I think Brad had that was because didn't they have Al Horford? They like just signed Al Horford. No, 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 no. It was before that, right? Are you sure? I think they. It was like that was the season that they signed Al Horford because okay. there was like a lot of talk that like Al and KD were like tight or like katie liked the idea of playing with al horford i'm pretty sure those season like maybe not the season before like i just previously said but i think that was the same like part of them going with the like to the smacks contract 2016 is when is when the Cavs won okay and then you're saying when when did durant sign with uh, the next year that next year so it was obviously the 2017 18 season or did they actually win in twenty? Was it the twenty fifteen sixteen? He signed in twenty six. He signed signing Golden State in twenty sixteen, winning championships in seventeen and eighteen. So okay, that makes sense because they won yeah. the two years that he was there for. Okay, yeah. So yeah, um, you're right. So he signed there in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and Al Horford's first season with the Celtics was twenty sixteen, and just like. You know who was drafted in 2016? <laughs> Jalen Brown. Yeah. It's just – it would have just been super interesting to see what that – What did Al sign with the Celtics? Because wasn't Al's first – 2016. I'm looking Ew. at it right now. Yeah. Okay. So um, you would have had Al Horford. You would have had a, a brand-new Jalen uh, Brown. You would have had a Marcus Smart. Um and you'd have been bringing in a Kevin Durant, and that would have just been a, a it would just would have just been interesting to see what would happen to that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, you're just but that's new line of history. Jalen probably doesn't develop like he does. You probably wind up trading him for some. Well, no, I I don't know that that's the case, dude. I wonder if Jalen does develop the way he has, but I know what you probably don't do. You don't draft. You don't. Get, you don't, you don't, you don't draft Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, you don't draft Tatum. Even if you have the same pick, you don't draft Tatum. Yeah, I mean, just because at that point in time, you're looking at Tatum and you're like. I mean, you're like Durant kind of fills that spot right now, right? You're like you're going for something that complements him at that point. I don't think you yeah. get Tatum then, because um, I, I think the genius behind the Tatum draft was I. I think Danny was like, nah, out of this class, this is the guy. This is the guy who's going to be the, who's going to be a star. Um, anyway, so that's the kind of backstory. Right now, you have Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors, went to the Brooklyn Nets. And has now uh, kind of said that he has requested a trade to leave the Brooklyn Nets. Again, this doesn't make sense to you. If you're an NBA player and you're really fucking good, you can essentially request to be traded, even though you're under contract, uh, because you can essentially refuse to play. Um, and event- and eventually, what will happen is is a team will receive pressure from a from the league because they don't want to keep you out of the league, right? You make the league a ton of money. You not playing is making the league less competitive. There's a bunch of people who support you, 
right and whatnot and so it's just when you get to 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 the head of it it's it's the it's a player run league unlike the nfl yeah. for example which is very much a team run league um and so at the end of the day kevin durant can kind of request that kind of trade and um he has and one of the big teams much to the dismay of a lot of Celtics fans that's considering him is, is the Boston Celtics. Um, I'll give a, I know we spent a lot of time on the Celtics last episode, so I don't want to spend too much time here, but let me just get you kind of four one, one on the, on the trade. What you think? Would you do it? Why, why not? We'll start with you, Garvey. I mean, is it just straight up? Is this? Well, I just, I think you're saying, I think you're saying if you're talking about getting Kevin Durant, you know, it's going to be a, it's got. You're saying you would Start do whatever Jaylen. you needed to, yeah. or put a put a put a parameter in there. If you you know if you're like I would do it for this, I wouldn't do it for that. Then that's fine. I mean, but let's I think we should just it, we should talk in reality. There's no way the Celtics acquire Kevin Durant without getting Jaylen without Brown. trading Jalen Brown, which is again the ironic thing because had he come here instead of Golden State, Jalen Brown would have been drafted that year. So it's just funny that Jalen Brown is now that that piece. Um, again, some people might be saying, well, wait isn't Jason Tatum better than Jalen Brown? Um, well, after the playoffs, but yes, uh, you know, that's the, the, the cheeky answer, but the, the actual answer is yes, absolutely. At least so far, Jason Tatum is kind of considered untouchable from the Celtics. The question is with Durant requesting the trade, could you get Durant with some sort of Brown trade? Mm. Uh, so just to, kind of just one more preface is that the Celtics, it kind of came out, there was a report they offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and I think two first round picks. Which I think was a which I think was a we're we're not going to disrespect Kevin Durant by not making a play at him. We're not going to piss off the fans who think we should be going for him or or our owners. But that doesn't feel like a real attempt to me. Yeah, so they kind of that's that wasn't were, a like, real attempt. Swap out Derek White for Marcus Smart throw in another like Grant Williams type yeah. player and then we can kind of get the ball rolling. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that's think a, that, right? yeah, that's a situation where if that's the only thing the Celtics put on, then I'm convinced they did that just because again, don't want to burn a bridge with Kevin Durant down the road. Want to do what people, you know, what feels like the smart thing, but that's a Jalen, we're pretty committed to you, man. And, and, you know, hopefully you see here that what we put on the table was never going to get accepted. Doesn't Jalen kind of want to like? Doesn't he always tweet uh, talking shit about Boston? No. Like, doesn't he kind of want to leave? Really? He doesn't tweet. That's been, been a, that's been a sentiment recently. He has not. I don't know why people. That. I just, but I haven't seen that. Like, so I, much. The hate. only thing I've seen is him, his, him in the recent, recently, relatively recently, being like, like, there's no truth to me wanting to leave Boston. because I, uh, I saw like a, just him retweeting like so much he, he reached, when they when the when the news leaked that the boston celtics had him in a trade he retweeted you know smash my head right or like you know palm shaking my like, head shaking my head sorry whatever i don't know what the kids well there was a, no Gar- well, i thought it was so Gar- much hate garby was saying that there was a, someone that had tweeted like wow jalen brown just gets hated on like no respect from boston and he like liked it and retweeted yeah. it yeah yeah, but but at the end of the day, like you can't be like no, exactly. Like there's you know, like has like he that's somebody boosting you no, up. Like yeah, I mean, what's Shayla yeah. Brown gonna be like? Oh no, I you know I yeah, get all the props. It's like, like a team guy. I just feel like you don't do that. Like yeah, why, there wasn't know, like, like a mature team guy or dislike it. He listen. My whole point is, could Jalen Brown want out of Boston? Yes, I'm saying that I have not seen a concrete step. Like, I have not seen a concrete message from him that says that. I haven't seen a concrete message that says he wants to stay either, right? And so, like, I'll put that out there. But I'm just saying, I think there's this narrative building, like, Jalen Brown wants out of Boston. And I haven't heard that. I think it's on us as a team to show a player like Jalen Brown why he should stay in Boston. I think Jalen Brown could want to leave Boston and still love the city of Boston because he thinks he can be – better or as good as Jason Tatum, but can't do it with Tatum on the team. Right. And like, he wouldn't be the first player to think that. And so I think that there's plenty of reasons he could want to leave Boston without not liking Boston. And maybe he doesn't like Boston. I don't know. I just haven't seen anything concrete about that is all I'm saying. But like, there seems to be this narrative building and I don't really know why. 
So I guess my thing is like every every I don't watch a ton of NBA, but every time I watch it, or what seems to be happening is the super teams aren't winning. Now you have Golden State who just won Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson, obviously, and Wiggins. Like that's kind of a super team in my eyes. But over the past however many years, I just I feel like the superstars they bring more to the team in terms of like showing off than actually winning. So I think that if you put Tatum and Durant together, I just don't see that. And then getting rid of all the other pieces like Derek White and all these good bench players based off how the Celtics played, I don't think you can really just have Tatum and Durant. And I don't think those are the types of teams that are going to win in the long run on average. So, I mean, you I, just look at the Nets. I think, look I'm at all these. I, think, I think I'm with you for different reasons. I just think that we truly honestly – have the uh, an opportunity to be the next Golden State Warriors, you know, the next like I mean, not I'm not saying to this extent, but like the next like you know Pippin, you know Pippin uh, Jordan, like you know I I I do think that those two could be that. I think that that's their ceiling is like they could be one of the best duos to ever play the game in one of the best cities, and I think that they would need to con- connect a couple of a couple of championships, ideally three in their time together to achieve that. And I think that they both have pretty long careers ahead of them. And so I think that that's possible, but, um, and so I would honestly rather take a risk on that than take a risk on Durant because I think a big reason why Kevin Durant has two championships is he was playing with Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Honestly. I think a big reason they have two of those championships is because they had Kevin Durant. And I and so like I think that that was what a situation so where easy. But I just think at that point in time you were loading like literally two of the best players to ever play the game. Kevin Durant might go down as the best pure offensive weapon to ever play the game. Steph Curry is already could retire today and be the best shooter to ever play the game of basketball in the history of the world. If, if Durant keeps playing like he's playing, he'll because I mean, LeBron James, they did out the math and it's like it seems like this year LeBron will probably break Kareem's is either this year or next year. He's going to break the all time scoring record. Yeah. And so like just by pure numbers like Durant. I mean, came in the league one year later because he had to go to college for a year. But I think historically for most of the seasons, he has averaged more points per game. So, I mean, like you could say like he's probably the greatest scorer in league history. Like he should yeah. go down as it. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I disagree with you. I'm trying to think of like, well, and then too, the other thing is like Durant's 34. He's not in his prime anymore, right? He's 33. You know what, though? Kevin Durant's so, really far down the list. I don't know why, Nick. Kevin Durant's 21st on the all-time list. But what's, what's like, the – you know what I mean? Like, extrapolate him out. Like, if he plays four more seasons at what he clips. But LeBron – I mean, LeBron just has over – LeBron has 37 – 37,000. Kevin yeah. Durant has 25,000. Like LeBron's yeah. got like ten thousand more than Kevin Durant. There's a year difference. Oh wait, duh, dude, I'm so completely blanking. Durant was out for like a whole season and a half with his he tore his Achilles. I completely yeah. forgot about that. That's still a lot though. Um, well, he also Durant wasn't like right out. He wasn't like a superstar right out the gate. Like I don't think he was scoring his first three years. Yeah, so Kevin so actually though I will say this to your point, Nick, LeBron James has thirteen hundred games played. Kevin Durant has nine wow, nine hundred and thirty nine games played. That's wild. So Kevin Durant's just been injured a lot, dude. Yeah. LeBron James is a um, man. Jeez. Um, so. so yeah. Anyways, I Kevin Durant still one of the best scorers to ever play the game, regardless of how you, you just like that general statement works. Um, and then Steph Curry, the best shooter of all time. I kind of think they should do it. You didn't let me say my opinion. What do you think? I you think, think they should do the Durant trade? So I again, 
I'm just going to for history, it. history. But we have to hear history, people. We've been on. Uh, we've been on. We've been super spotty with the with the episodes. That's our bad. But Nick Gossam was not a fan of this trade in this leak. Not really, no. But I have come to again in like you know kind of just what we were talking about earlier. I think that Jalen Brown is leaving in two years. I don't think he's going to resign with Boston. And so even if Duran is signed for four, even if he, after two years, requests a trade, mm. I would take the two years of Duran for the two years of Jalen because I think it gets you that much closer to a championship. I think that what they were lacking this year was that like elite-level secondary player. And so if mm. you're telling me that they are trading Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a couple of first-round picks. I do that. You keep Derek Wright. You keep Rob Williams. You keep the rest of your bench guys. You still got Pritchard. Um, Stop Brogdon. Brogdon. We haven't even mentioned uh, Brogdon. It's like, just not working no, for Kawhi Leonard. Brogdon. And Paul I just, though, right? I think that that puts you closer. I think Brogdon gives you that extra bit of ball handling ability. That's, I don't know, dude. That is so tough. It's risky. And again, like, if you told me, oh, Jalen's going to resign, you know what I mean? Like, if even if you said, oh, Jalen's going to So gonna, big, your, your thing is you think Jalen's going to I think he's leaving. So, like, if why, he's, why are you so – is that just a gut there? Why are you Kind so of what Garvey was saying. Like, I think that there is, like, some smoke around it. And while he is not, like – come obviously just come out and definitively said i want to leave boston i think there's been this like slight undertone and like you make fun of me for it i think that him signing with donda sports agency i think that that's just like a like he wants to do bigger things on the court and also off the court and i think that he's like boston love you mean it do feel a little underappreciated, but like also like I need to be in a spot where I can be the guy on a team and kind of have my off the court things that he wants as well. Um, whether that's like a I bigger think, platform, I, I, for just, his I don't think he can have. I also think yeah. that he's like a more of like a artsy kind of like fashion dude. Like if it came out that he wanted to like go to LA. I don't know. He's from I just LA. Think, I think now. that that stuff matters. Location matters so much less now. It just does. Like you can do anything from anywhere, especially since COVID. Like it, it's location. Well, also, just, just from like so an NBA standpoint, dude. People want to be the guys want to be in like warm weather cities. Yeah, but I don't think that that's like ever been a J. Like I don't know if it's ever been Jalen. Or no, that. he's not from California. He's from Atlanta. What if he wanted yeah, to go to the absolutely. Hawks? Go back yeah, to his hometown. I just. The, Again, like if you presented it, uh, like a scenario, I, I think that, that like, wait, hold on, hold on. If you presented a scenario to me where you're like, I will guarantee you a championship, one championship with Kevin Durant, or Jalen Brown's going to be committed to the Celtics for the next ten years, but you don't, but, know uh, you don't know. I would take Jalen. I'd be like, I'll roll the dice with that Tatum Jason combo because, like you said, I think they have the potential to kind of have like be, yeah. You know, they. I think that they could definitely win too, but I just think that he's gone, and so I think for those reasons, I would probably lean towards okay. doing it if that's the trade. Okay. If you're, All if right. you know, if they're like, oh, you have to toss in Derek White and Grant Williams and the picks, then I'd be like, we're probably giving up too much. Where like it's not going to make as much as a difference on the back end, but if it's just Jalen Marcus and picks, yeah, I I, I think I, that I, that I it. And like I guess I'm saying this to you, but I'm saying this more about Boston fans. I think we're a little scared of getting hurt with Jalen Brown. I think a lot yeah. of us feel like if Jalen Brown left, we couldn't blame him. Um, and there's plenty of reason for him to leave. But I think there's, I honestly think there's more reason for him to stay. And that's not a homer take. Um, I, I won't make that case right this second. But I, I, between like his opportunity to win a championship, between his his opportunity to make an impact. Um, and the fact that I really truly believe location means a lot less now in the years after COVID than it used to. You can have a brand and you can get big in business from Boston. You don't need to have a big market for that anymore. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't help, but you, you're you going to do more of your sales online. If you do things right, 
you will do more of your sales online, right? That is just is what it is. Um, and so, you know, that that's the thing. Um, any closing thoughts on the Celtics boys before we move on to my least favorite team in the world? Yeah. No. No. I think we're Great. good. Patriots. Football season. Can we just get like a? I, I'm. I am jacked for football. I am jacked for football season. Like, I'm ready. I'm back, dude. I was burnt out at the end of last season. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was burnt out at the end of last season. I it ended on a high note because I really wanted the Rams to win. I did not want the Bengals to win. I really wanted the Rams to win, and so it ended on a high note. But I just like. I Dude, just I am all season so like fall obviously a huge month for New England social like Dude, football things everyone knows that's we hit our, our stride prime, that is our prime gambling time like Dude it's great it's fantastic I'm jacked up fantasy football's coming up I'm trying to make my I'm trying to run it back in New Portsmouth League Portsmouth uh Port City League is going back to 14 teams electric <laughs> year you know, it's it's popping, dude. It's popping. Rich doesn't even mention Lambert League. Well, I, I dude, I was literally. Like, why don't? Why are you even I, in it? Ouch, dude. You were talking ouch. this weekend about how you don't ouch. even like it. I didn't. Whoa, dude. First of all, you're a rat, motherfucker. And then second of all, that is not what I said. I mean, basically, I, like, I'm I, not into it. No, what I said is I. That is the league I have the hardest time getting fired up for. I did say that. I've said that to Nick too. So that's not a lie. You rat. So you always maintained that it was a price thing, but then we are priced. I was wrong about that. You're right. There. You're right. No, you're right. You were like, that. ah, it's fifty instead of a hundred. Now it's been a hundred for a couple of years, like everyone you're right. else. I'm I do like, think that, still. like, I do think that, like, there was a time where because there was fourteen people and you're real PCL, son of a bitch, dude. Hold on, dude. Can I make my case? Like, All right. <laughs> okay. I do say I do stand by that. There was a time where PCL was double the money and there was fourteen people in it, and so. From like an attention perspective, I could just win so much more money there. And on top of it, I just straight up, that was that was the early out of college days. So we still saw each other and whatnot, right? But like, you know, it, it was you guys, you you were in Boston, Garby, you were doing your thing in Maine, right? And I was like trying to trying to make you know make a life for myself here in Portsmouth. And so it was all the Portsmouth people and I saw them. And so I just got really jacked up. You're right. I used the price as an excuse at the time. I truly thought that, Nick. But I just think, you know, I don't know. PCL has just been my – it's been my league for a while. I still love Lambda League. I still love Lambda League. Coming out loud. Dude, honestly, you you're going to get relegated. <laughs> Why am I getting relegated? Because, like, you consistently just come in the – I made the playoffs last year. Ah, anomaly. I made the playoffs last year. Screw you, dude. Screw you, dude. You know? Hey, I'm coming out loud this year. This is my year in Lambda. This is my year. That's I'm what excited. you always say, dude. <laughs> yeah. Excited, dude. Well, just dude, just when you were going to spice things up, you pussied out. You pussied out. Because I didn't go you were, dub tight end. <laughs> you pussied out. You let Garby fucking make you a fucking wuss. What? Man. Yeah, dude. What are we talking about? He was going to add in the Lambda League. He was going to add that if you won the league, you got to pick a, an extra position. And he was going to go dub tight end. And he was like, and you hated it. But I so was like, wait, no. Every, every year you add another, or you take out the previous one. No, there's just yeah. like a rotating position that the uh, champion gets yeah. to pick. And you, th- and you were all pissed. You were like, that's a dumb idea. And then Nick was like, yeah. Nick was like, yeah, I'm a pussy. And so yeah, I'm not doing it. And so he was out. He knows it's true. Dub flex is it, it is a dumb idea. Uh, um. No, I'm excited for Lambda this year. I'm bringing it, dude. I'm bringing it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. But hey, I'm just I'm a commissioner, Nick. I also get you now, bro. I get you, bro. I get you. Correct. I feel you. I'm a commission now, man. It's heavy is the head that wears the crown. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, man. You know, it's so easy. It's so everyone easy thinks to go it's so crown. easy. You know what I mean? People, people are always coming at you. Catering to eleven. <laughs> I, 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 I kid. I honestly, people like. I feel like we've just had a good. I think I've been commissioner for three years, and I think we've just had a good couple of years. And people come up and be like, "Yo, you're doing a great job with PCL. Like, nice job." It's honestly been a cakewalk so far. I don't know why. We just like haven't had a lot of like 
sketchy trades or like problems. I'm not sure why, but we just haven't. So it's it's Alvin Kamara for Kyle Rudolph type stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's when we were living in the mesh, dude. That was like one of the oh, most, sorry. that was one of the biggest. Alvin Kamara and Tom Brady for Kyle. <laughs> was that with Chad or with Brody? That was with Chad. That was with Chad. And Kyle uh, Rudolph was the, the, Nick, the draft. Nick, when's the draft? I actually was just talking about it. Um, I was talking with your sister about it last weekend where I was saying I st- actually just started listening to my fantasy podcast and I was going to send out a text this week and make the draft for the week before the first game. So it'd be like the Thursday. Yeah. I was figured Thursday, the I think it's the second or third or something. Okay. So the first game is like cool. the eighth next week. Obviously, well, big new move if you go before the end of uh, – preseason because there's always that guy that gets injured in the third or fourth yeah i'm a big after preseason guy yeah um all right cool so um, quick thoughts on the patriots nick you're really the only one here who likes them so (laughs) i'm upset with the patriots dude i've been on just on you are dude you're not even actually honestly this podcast doesn't even have any Patriots. Do they? Anymore. I don't know. Go You're Bucks. a Bucks guy Fire now. Fire the cannons. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Fire the cannons. You're a Bucks guy now. I'm a big Bucks guy. Dude, Bucks just picking up the Coolio Jones. Let's yeah, just... we're a wagon. Yeah, the concept of Monopoly doesn't mean anything in the NBA. Nah, dude. But, um, I just – dude, the Patriots have just very much annoyed me. The whole thing with the draft – and now, like, there's the whole, like, coaching thing where, like, they don't have any coordinators. And, like, literally the guys running the offense are Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, two failed head coaches from two terrible trash <laughs> organizations. And Wait, wasn't Matt Patricia the coordinator defense. before? He was the defensive oh, defense. coordinator. Right. Okay. And now he's the offensive line coach and a oh, okay. play caller. Okay. And Joe Judge was a special teams coach. And now is like oh, the he was awful. quarterbacks coach. Okay. And cool. it's say they say that they're both going to call plays. And I'm like, you have a young quarterback where like one of the most important things is just consistency and allowing them to like grow in a good system. And in his second year, you are changing to two fucking numbnut bozos who have never called plays before. And are now Joe like, Judge was a head coach last year. He didn't call plays. Yeah, they were terrible, dude. The Giants had the worst offense in the entire. Oh yeah, league. I'm not saying they were good. They're just like I don't know, man. That whole thing. I'm and like I said, I have jokingly before. I truthfully, I'm in like the fire bill camp unless he just comes out with an absolute crazy season because I just think that like he has failed consistently as a GM for a while now. But Tom was able to make up for a lot of his mistakes. And granted, he is a very good coach. He will never see the power of GM. And so at this point, I just think that his coaching has fallen a little bit. Because, like, I mean, obviously you don't want to, like, ever think of yourself as slipping. But I think that his mentality that he took for all those years where you're like, oh, rather be a year too early than a year too late with this player who's like, you know, he cuts him, like, the year before they completely fall off the map. Like, he's getting old. He's 70. I just think he has kind of lost his fastball. I think they need like a rejuvenation. I really wish that they kept Josh McDaniels instead. Well, he stopped getting those massages with his with his that owner was buddy. Robert Kraft. Yeah, I know. Except that's with his owner buddy, sketchiest organization oh. of all time. I know um, he can't cheat anymore too. So it's yeah. like it's getting tough in the technology. Technology era. has evolved. It's getting it's tough in the technology era. Yeah. Less, less different, less ways to cheat. You know what I mean? I mean, Tommy's you know doing just fine. So, um, what do you think about McDaniel's? Think he's going to pop off? I kind of think he might be good in Oakland. I think he might be good. I do think the Patriots are going to have a huge year. To be honest, I think it's. I, I do think they're going to have a good year. I don't think they're going to win this. So you uh, think they're I'll making think... the playoffs? I do. Wow, I think that I they are a wild card in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I do. I think they're going to win the playoffs. Um, I don't think that the Bills are going to have as good of a year as people think they're going to. Um, really? They're kind of the yep. Super Bowl darlings. That was my uh, – I was going to say that's that was our pick at the end of last year, the Bills. Yeah, I, I do uh, – I don't think the Bills are going to have as good of a as good of a year as people think they're going to. Um, I think um, the Jets are still – you know, we love you, Garvey. Um, I think Jets mm-hmm. are – 
I think they're going to beat the Jets. They'll win five games, probably. <laughs> I, somebody, thank you for saying it. I don't want to. I don't want to come off a of dog distance. Um, and then the Dolphins are the Dolphins, but I, just, I, you know, I don't. I'm not like sold the Dolphins. I think that they can win their division. Uh, and if they don't, I think they have a really good shot. I think the Dolphins, dude, like they lost twice to the Dolphins last year, and the Dolphins yeah. upgraded. I just don't know how you can be like the Patriots didn't really upgrade anywhere. I don't know how you can be like the Patriots are better than the Dolphins when the Dolphins pretty much just went out, had a dope draft. They it got was Mac Jones's first year, dude. Is Mac Jones's first? I know, year. but just like I don't know. Um, is Mac Jones' first year, dude? I, I, I feel think, like if you're going to give Mac Jones credit, for... I think if you if I saw what I saw from Mac Jones, right? I, if I saw what I saw from Mac Jones, I I'm coming into the season like thinking there's a good chance he's better than he was last year, right? Like I mean, I think Lamar Jackson performed better than than Mac Jones did his first year, but I don't think that much. Like Lamar Jackson's come, people like forget Lamar Jackson's come miles. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but he popped, dude. He, you could just tell. He like, did. He popped as a runner. He popped as a runner, right? But like all this hate on Lamar Jackson's passing, it's not warranted anymore. But it does come from somewhere. I right? think. And so, if you take out, if you look at Mac Jones's game log, and you take out the Jets game, the Lions, and I feel like there's one more I'm missing. There's like four games where he just like yeah. absolutely went bonkers. And I then just the rest I, of the yeah. time he was like a very like pedestrian media i'm just saying i'm just saying you know i have insanely high opinions of lamar jackson right and i'm just saying i think lamar jackson his first season had a much better defense and probably an overall better offense supported cast i honestly believe that and so like yes i do think he was better his first year but like i think mac jones was dealing with a little bit more shit um and not as much and 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 not and not an organization that was 100 percent behind him and so I'm curious to see what he does. Am I, do I think the guy's going to be the, the the next, you know, Tom Brady? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm coming into the season pretty positive. Um, and so if you brought brought in some okay pieces, you got shit together, you've had a year to kind of practice together, I can see them coming out and doing, doing good things. And so, and that says a Pat hater. I don't want that. You all know that. I don't want that. And so, anyways. Garb, are you excited about the Jets? Seriously? Yeah, let's talk about Zach Wilson news this summer. You guys keep up with that? Yeah, dude, yeah. that was fucking. That was so funny. I'm not gonna <laughs> that lie. Was that super was super funny. For those who Dude's don't know, what what was it was like? Zach Wilson's ex girlfriend started dating his best friend, and mm-hmm. people right. on the internet started like hagging her out on the internet, being like, "You're a home wrecker of some sort." And she essentially yeah. was like, "She was essentially was like, I'm not a home wrecker. Zach Wilson's like too busy banging his mom's friends right. <laughs> and like." She like replied to a comment. What people it, the kids who his ex dated wasn't it his mom? I don't I don't know. I think it was his, I think it was the kid's so. mom. Oh, I don't think. I so. think he banged his best friend's mom. I I don't know if that was the case. I just I thought it was his his mom's his mom's friend. Yeah, friends. I thought it was his I think mom's. There were friend. other one. Okay, I maybe maybe I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I didn't hear that. Um, I didn't hear that. But the whole point is I think that she was thinking that that would at the very least resolve her. But people essentially were just like, Zach Wilson, you dog, which probably highlights a pretty, pretty big problem in society. Right. She she essentially gets hagged out for like having a love life with some other individual. And Zach Wilson gets praised when it comes out that he was maybe being a little nefarious on his end during their relationship and everybody's like Zach Wilson you're the man and so <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of fucked up I want to call that out that's kind of fucked up but like it was total like American pie. well the whole thing's fucked yeah, up yeah it was the yeah, yeah the whole thing's fucked up I just oh. I don't want that to go lost I know we have female listeners like you know and, and whatnot that that's not lost on us but it was just it was just a little hilarious because it it felt very much like a reality TV show kind of thing. Right. And so it was like, Oh, she's hooking up with his best friend. And Oh, it came out to no, he's been screwing older women. And so that's why she's out. And like, it was just like really, so really bad. Funny. He acknowledged it too. It's funny. What was he say? was like, well, he was like away on a vacation or something with like some teammates. And he came oh, back. He's yeah. like, Oh, I didn't have service. Like, Phone's been off. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw a meme that was literally, Again, like obviously insensitivity aside, it was the scene from Ricky Bobby where Will Ferrell is driving with the cougar in the car next yeah. to him. And it's like they Photoshop Zach Wilson 
onto Will Ferrell's face and like mom's <laughs> friend onto the computer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, that was, yeah, that was a little wild. Um, good one, Garb. Good one. Um, yeah. Planning on going to big Todd's bachelor party this weekend should be, yeah, uh, it's going to be absolutely time. lit. A little bit of golf on Friday. I got those tea times books. So we're nice. going to do that. Um, Shooting a 40, then a 70. So hope, yeah. So hopefully we'll, we'll come. I don't want to dive too much into it. Cause I, I would love to, uh, talk talk about it um ideally on a on a on a on a future episode but that should be good um any other big plans this summer I, i'm actually like after that i think i'm pretty clear till carrie's till carrie's wedding i think wow me and laura have yeah, a pretty I, jam-packed rest of the summer actually um fire up yeah, weekend after Todd's, um, probably might do some golfing, but then Laura has Carrie's bachelor party, bachelorette party, excuse me, yeah. so watching the dogs. Then my brother and his girlfriend both turn 30 officially, so doing a little B-Day celebration with them the next cool. weekend. And then the next two weekends, two friends of the podcast, uh, Maggie and Garrett and Dara and John both get married. And we are going to both of those Good weddings. Job. So the first one is Dara's in nice. the Finger Lakes up in New York. So we're traveling to that. And then me and Laura actually took the whole week off. And then we go down to Newport. So. Nice. Cool. Wild. Very cool, dude. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Garb, you got a lot of other shit playing this week? There's, wow. This summer? Uh, last weekend of the summer, we're going to Wells with cool. some family. New York That's family cool. meeting up. California families meeting up. Cool. I'm golfing. Great. Actually, Nick, I'm golfing at I'm golfing at Dutch in a couple of weeks. My uncle Pat's coming to town. Pat Gerard, Bitterfield really? legend, coming to nice. town. Yeah, so I'll be. Uh, I'm hoping I'm gonna hit Dan up that day and be like, "Yo, time's your tea time, so I can fucking rag on you after I smoke you." Dan will tell you, "Fuck you." Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I'm kidding, man. Don't get all upset. Don't get all pissy. Next time I see you, you're going to be like, oh, I'm tired of getting called out on the podcast. You love it, Dan. Also, you don't call me for golf ever, so I'm a little pissed off about it. Haven't played wow. the Dutch with you except for that one t- that one time when it was like, was it still freezing cold out? Was it still like hard? I think it was Easter weekend. Think yeah, we it was played... Easter weekend. When did we play with like two groups? I think Baruti was there. Was it before your bachelor party there? We play that was touch the on day I got married. No. Yeah. That was the day you got married. That's right. Okay. That's the only time I played a touch on with Dan. <laughs> so, Rich, you played. Oh, I didn't remember yeah. that was the day you got married. Yeah. No, I know. I just didn't know if you were like, oh, yeah, we've played there this season. That was like this twosome because it was like almost two years ago. No, no, no. I was talking about you You're said the saying, only time you okay. played with Dan. I, I thought meant I this year. Sorry. Latelia. I meant this year. I, meant, uh, I, haven't yeah. play, I haven't played with him much this year. And I feel like last year we played at least a few times. Dude, that's um, when I shot a 46 so, on the back nine. Yeah, fucking fire. Um, so I'm just salty, Dan. I'm just salty. Um, hit me up. Play some golf. You boys watching anything good? Reading anything good? Listen to anything good? Just. I started watching. I started watching the Captain documentary about Derek Jeter. It's really awesome. good. It's nice. kind of like the Jordan. It's, kinda, it's got the same feel as the last dance. Yeah. What? What? Nick? Um, watching, we obviously just finished watching Stranger Things a couple weeks ago. Fantastic. Um, plugging away at some more Sopranos episodes and then really would recommend this show called City on a Hill. It's on Showtime with Kevin Bacon. Uh, it's about like Boston kind of, it's kind of like based off of Whitey Bulger without really talking about him and like the more law enforcement side of that. Yeah, it's it's about the the Boston police force, which has a a uh, troubled past. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but they only release episodes once weekly, so can't really binge yeah. it. Um, what am I watching? I'm uh, starting to watch this new like mockumentary called Players, uh, which is super fun. Did you know that there was Office Superfan episodes? No. On Peacock, to go to Peacock after this, Nick, and and go look for The Office, and you'll see Office Superfans. It's like seasons one through six. I don't know if it's every episode or not, but they're these extended episodes. Like the first Office episode, this version's 38 minutes long. 
Oh. Yeah, which is like, if you're not a big Optus fan, that's like uh, additional 60%, pretty much. Yeah. There's like a lot of new content. Some of it, I think, was used in other episodes, but it's just like super interesting. I will say this. I will say this. I've only seen one episode. I am going to watch more. As far as the first episode, like, I wouldn't go into it expecting to be like, oh, this is better. Like, I think they made the right cuts. Um, but there are, like, I think if you've watched The Office a thousand times and, like, you feel like you really know the characters, um, I do feel like there was more, like, there was more, like, character monologues and stuff. And so there's some really funny stuff. It's definitely recommend it. Um, that's pretty lit. Anything else, boys? Anything? Uh... I'm doing my half marathon training coming up end of September. Nice. Wow. So we got to plan that out. You guys going to tailgate it still? I'm just Dude, I'm I'm down. Time. You know, like bring a grill and everything. Is it? Uh, it's at a brewery. You said right. It is. Yeah. Um. Okay. What What's the date? Last Saturday of September. Last Saturday. Of or September. yeah, the twenty fifth. Okay. Cool. I'll I'll take a look at it. I'll see. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. What is it early though? Yeah, it's at nine. Okay. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll roll. We'll figure it out. Yeah, half marathon. So is what? It's going to take you an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, less a little less than two hours is the goal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So like you're yeah, going for I, less than two. Oh, yeah. Breakfast. Nice. The goal. The goal. Nick, where yeah. can they find us, buddy? Um, so you can find us at Instagram at ne social um, ne underscore social. Excuse me, and then on Twitter at ne social two. My personal Instagram handle is at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. Garby. I am Ryan A. Garby on Instagram. It's Ryan A-G-A-R-B as a boy. And the A stands for accelerate because that's what he's going to have to do to win that race. I'm Richard. Oh. You can find me at Kennedy1627. I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin, Ryan Garvey. We're doing good social. Deuces. Later, Gators. Please.